You're listening to the Alliant M&A Roundtable, providing insights and expertise on the unique risk management needs associated with private equity firms. Here is your host, Jonathan Gilbert. Hello, everyone. As expected, and you know, after we recorded our podcast, there's been some new developments. As many of you already heard, multiple states have filed lawsuits, including large employers, against the newly announced COVID-19 vaccination and testing mandate. Some states have filed jointly, while others have filed individually. What this means, guys, is the Fifth U.S. Circuit Court of Appeals has temporarily blocked the vaccine mandate for the large businesses with over 100 employees. It's really unclear at the moment what this is ultimately going to lead to. And the lawsuit may be dismissed, or if a judge disagrees with OSHA's position, a court may battle with this, and it may continue for a length of time. With that being said, employers should consider still familiarizing themselves with the standard and preparing for the mandate should this ETS emergency temporary standard be upheld. We expect the case to work its way up through the legal process and possibly be resolved in the near future here by the Supreme Court on a fairly short timeline. Please stay tuned, everyone, and we'll keep you posted as the case works its way through the Supreme Court on a fairly short court process. Thanks, everyone. Welcome to another series of the Align M&A podcast. Align M&A is a leader in due diligence, transactional risk, and portfolio company management. We primarily serve the private equity community and their portfolio companies, and we are truly one team from letter of intent to investment exit. We're going to be discussing a very hot topic in America today. You know, must employees get vaccinated? What are the obligations of employers? What to do if employees are not getting vaccinated? OSHA, which stands for Occupational Safety and Health Act, uh, their primary purpose is to create a safe work environment for employees. They both set and enforce standards in that regard as well. On November 4th, OSHA issued an emergency temporary standard on what employers must do to comply, including obligations with both vaccinated and unvaccinated employees. Today, we're going to be discussing this with Jack and Fry who leads Alliant M&A's post-closed strategy, as well as Dan Ballas, who's head of risk control for Alliant M&A. Thank you, John. And hi, everyone. Thank you for joining us. As John mentioned, I am Jacqueline Fry, and I oversee the post-closed servicing team here at Alliant M&A. And Dan, I'll go ahead and start by just asking you a couple questions about the standard that was issued. Can you go ahead and summarize what is included in the OSHA's emergency temporary standard that was issued on November 4th? Sure, Jacqueline. Thank you. What we're looking at is a mandatory vaccination policy for employers, or if they don't elect to go the mandatory vaccination route, they will ask employees to be tested every week and come back wearing a face covering in the workplace. That is really it in a nutshell. Employers will also have to keep records of vaccinations, making sure that everyone's got adequate records, and also uh, keep a roster of all the employees that come in and out of the workplace. And if an employee is not vaccinated, what steps do the employers need to take according to OSHA guidance in order to provide a safe work environment? If an employee is not vaccinated within the workplace, the employer 
asked to ask that employee to be vaccinated and tested on a weekly basis. Again, this could be at the employer's expense or at the employee's expense, depending on how the structure is set up by the employer. And what type of employers does the emergency standard apply to? The standard applies to private employers with 100 or more employees. Now, the caveat there with 100 employees, it can be either corporate-wide or establishment-wide. So be careful with that because you have several sites that have, say, only 25 people, but over 100, you're still included within the emergency uh, standard. Got it. And will OSHA issue fines and penalties if an employer is deemed to be non-compliant? Yes, and good question. That The deadline for the OSHA emergency standard for COVID will be actually January 4th. So within 30 days, OSHA expects you to be beginning your program and starting some of the components. In 60 days, they actually want you to make sure you have a testing program for those folks that do not get vaccinated. And they should be tested every week and prove that they are showing a negative test. So there will be penalties most likely at the end of the deadline, and that remains to be seen as far as how much, but a typical serious OSHA penalty can be $13,000. A willful penalty where an employer completely ignores the standard can go north of $100,000, a lot of times $130,000. So these are things to really pay attention to with the emergency standard. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, you know, certainly that will impact a a client's budget and and certainly, you know, have an impact on on the firm's bottom line. So certainly something we want to be on top of. Uh, What must companies do to educate employees regarding OSHA's emergency temporary standards? Well, the best thing an employer can do is familiarize themselves with the standard itself. And going to the OSHA uh, website or, or working with legal counsel, working with their insurance partner, is a great way to develop materials to share with the employees. Also, another great resource for education is the CDC website. And you want to tell employees, you know, what the vaccination success rates are. You want to tell them what any concerns might be with vaccinations. Just keep them overly educated um, on COVID itself and make sure that they understand all the ins and outs of the vaccine. And are there any questions perhaps that are left unanswered uh, by the notice issued by OSHA that you think may be important for companies to be aware of? Yeah, I think some of the questions around the standard, and we're going to see as we go, is, you know, who's going to pay for the, the testing, the weekly testing of unvaccinated people? Larger employers, you know, may pay for uh, vaccinations on site. Smaller ones that are just over 100 employees may have difficulties. And especially with labor shortages these days, um, you want to be careful, too, that you don't lose people. So it's going to be kind of up in the air on who's going to flip the bill for paying the vaccinations as well as the, the testing protocols. Now, that's, that's great information. And if after uh, reading the, the temporary standard, if companies have any additional questions regarding developing an appropriate policy, what would you encourage them to do? Obviously, the MA clients can certainly come to us here at Alliance. We can be your technical experts and also your safety resource when it comes to COVID-19. As I mentioned before, I encourage folks to look at the OSHA website, look at the standards, um, look at the CDC information that's out there, 
And then also talk with your inside counsel as much as possible, since they'll also steer you in the right direction. Guys, thanks again for joining us here today. Really appreciate the dialogue. Very, very interesting topic and really uncharted waters of how employers need to respond to this latest OSHA guidance and, and direction. Any questions that you have, feel free to re reach out to anyone on the Alliant M&A team. You can always reach out to Alliant at www.alliant.com for further information.